You are now tuned in. Tune in. To the Spectators. Spectators. Podcast. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Spectators Podcast. I'm Packy, and this is episode 105 of the Spectators Podcast. The Heat were able to steal game three of the NBA Finals. I'm happy about that. We got a series now. More hoop to watch. Possibly an upset in the Heat winning in the Finals. The Lions were able to blow another game, so that's business as usual. Um, uh, a fun, a fun weekend in the NFL. Um, oh, my city, my city got played during the broadcast of the Jags Bengals game after a Joe Mixon touchdown. Joe Mixon had a big game, scored a touchdown. My city played as they went to commercial. Uh, that's always super cool. That never gets old. Shout out to everybody that let me know on social media. Um, I had no idea it was happening, so. I always appreciate the heads up. Shout out Justin Stone for posting the video too. Um, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna really talk any sports today though. Uh, I got a very streamlined episode today. Could be could be kind of short. Um, I'm not I'm not really sure. We'll see where it takes us, but um, it'll be a good one as usual. Two topics. I want to touch on the the debate that happened last week, the presidential debate. I know I'm. I'm a little late and it feels like forever ago because the pod drops on Tuesdays, so I record on Monday most of the time. And with the debate happening last Tuesday night, <clears throat> we've had a full week in, in, until we could talk about it. So, But it was a big thing that happened, so I think we should touch on it. Um, Trump has COVID, another big piece of news, but nothing super interesting to talk about there, in, in my opinion, just a fact. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about other than the presidential debate that we're going to touch on, is in the music world, and the indie music world specifically, there's a new platform that just launched called Indie Amplify. And I think it's super, super dope. And we'll get into it. I want to talk to you guys about it. Um, but I'll, I'll wait until, until we actually, actually get to it as a topic. But Indie Amplify, okay? So if you're interested in independent art, whether it's having to do with music, if you're an artist or if you do graphic design, if you're an engineer, if you're a producer, any of those things, um, <clears throat> stay tuned. We're going to talk about that. But first, Green Mitten. Green Mitten is a green-inspired lifestyle brand dedicated to cannabis and culture since 2012, based in Grand Rapids. They've been featured in High Times Magazine for the last five years. A lot of you guys know the Green Mitten brothers already, if you've been following me. I've been on tour with them. They're really good friends of mine. Uh, they got a new clothing line out. Uh, they got hats, masks, windbreakers, crewnecks, and more. I've got the new stuff. You guys can get it too. Um, go to www.green-mitten.com. That's green-mitten.com and use promo code PACKY10 for 10% off your order. Um, I've been rocking the new jacket that they got out. Great for the fall. In addition to the clothes, they have glass, they have CBD, if you're ever in Grand Rapids, slide through their storefront there. You'll be happy that you did. Otherwise, that's green-mitten.com. Promo code PACKY10 for 10% off your order. Subscribe to the Spectators Podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. If you want to go the extra mile, leave a five-star review. Thank you to all the loyal listeners. And let's pod. You are now tuned in. Tune in. To the Spectators, Spectators. Podcast. All right, so, so this... I guess we have to call it a debate. That's what they officially call it. Um, 
you guys have probably been beaten over the head with this over the last week if you're interested in in politics and the, and the like at all. But we haven't touched on it here because we're a Tuesday podcast, so we got to do that. Um, just my overview of it all. It's it's a joke, and I know that's like a an easy take. It's all bad, like, but uh, Trump is a child. Um, as much as I hate this this format of of a debate, it's not an actual debate, you know. Um, and I just I just wrote down a few different points like that just seems so stupid to me. Um, early on, they asked. Joe Biden, will will you pack the courts? And for those of you that don't know, um, the the issue with packing the courts is like um, Democrats don't like Amy Coney Barrett as a judge. She's about to become a Supreme Court judge, and packing the court is there, there's there's been nine justices on the court. For, I can't remember for how long since the 1800s. Um, packing the court would be adding more judges. Um, and the idea would be that you can get more judges that are aligned with you politically, um, instead of potentially being outnumbered. Um, so, so he specifically got asked, will you pack the courts if you become president? And his answer, he said, essentially, if I answer that question, my answer will be the focus of people's conversations. So I'm just going to say, go out and vote. And Trump tries to get him to answer the question, and, and he literally says, no, I won't answer that question. Cool. I thought the whole point of this was to hold these guys' feet to the fires and make them answer our questions. Like, that's an important question to people. And the response of my answer will be the, will be the topic of conversation, go out and vote. We're trying to go out and vote. We want to we know what you guys think of these things. We want to know your stances on these things. That's the whole point of the debate. You don't go to the debate and just tell people to vote. You tell us what your plan is, what you think of these different topics, and then we go out and vote. It's just so stupid. Um, all right, so here's another one I wrote down. To me, here's a big difference with with people in general and people who like the Democrats' way of handling the coronavirus, COVID-19, over the Republicans, and vice versa. And this is one that um, I'm with the Republicans on this one. Joe tries to have a gotcha moment with Trump when he says he's holding these big rallies during a pandemic. Um, a reporter comes up close to talk to him, and Trump says, whoa, don't get so close. I don't know if you've been tested, but he doesn't care about all the, the people in the crowd and their well-being. And at face value, it's a valid thing to bring up, right? I think generally Democrats, people that think that way, totally agree with Joe here and think Trump is bad for this. Um, and I do get that point. I understand it. But I disagree. My take on, and you guys have heard me talk about this since I've talked about COVID since it started, is I'm a big boy I want to be able to make my own decisions and exercise my freedom as long as it's not at the expense of somebody else's. And everybody at that rally is coming of their own free will. If Trump was making people attend a rally, obviously I'd have a huge problem with that. 
I'm totally against government mandating the things that I that I do or don't do. I understand that there have to be some of these mandates when there's a pandemic. I want, but I want as few as possible. And I don't think either side of this particular point is dumb. I think there's logic on both sides, and it comes down to to one's beliefs and the way they they see the world and think of things. I think right now there's just a difference there between Democrats and Republicans and you pick the side you like there. I think it's actually one of the, the few, it's, it's, it's why it's dumb that the, the coronavirus has gotten so political because it's actually one of the few things that I think you can kind of agree to disagree with people to an extent, as far as like somebody thinking that, everything should be super mandated or whether we should take personal responsibility for certain things and, and be able to take personal risk, uh, for certain things. I think there's acceptable answers on both sides of that, as opposed to certain other issues where it's just like, this is right and this is wrong and we got to kill each other. Um, another thing, Trump has to stop citing the 10 million people that are back to work in X amount of time. And that's a record uh, and all that. Duh. Everybody was out of work and the economy was literally shut down. I would hope that when you open it back up, you would have record numbers of people returning to work. And then when he's asked about Obama creating more jobs in his last three years. I think it was Obama created more jobs in his last three years than Trump in his first three. Trump correctly points out that Obama was um, recovering an economy. He said all you have to do was all he had to do was turn the lights on and, and he'd recover jobs. Yes, but that's the same exact thing you're hanging on to when it comes to the current economy and current job job numbers. It's things like this where. We need an intelligent moderator who can say that type of thing and hold these guys' feet to the fire a bit. And it got me thinking, like, just about different outside-of-the-box ideas to do these things. If we can't do some type of long-form, like, podcasty type thing where these guys really have an open discussion and, and get more than two minutes to talk about a topic, um, I mean, when you really think about that shit, what a joke. Two minutes. Say whatever you want, and if you're the second guy talking, nobody can call you out because it's just on to the next thing. So you just can pretty much prepare two-minute talking points, and we don't get anything. So what about this? We know that even with the best of moderators, things can come across as one-sided. We all, like, whatever side you're on, you think the other side got some advantage, whatever. Even the most centrist of centrists can somehow come off partisan. What if we allowed each candidate to have their own um, moderator or fact checker, whatever you want to call it? It, it? it would be a thin line to walk to make sure this person isn't actually the one debating. We want the, the candidates to debate. But I'm sure there's certain rules that could be put in place to facilitate them more moderating um, than actually debating. Um, but we can get I think we can get better, realer answers from the candidates and information to the public. I learned a million times more about Bernie Sanders when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast than any primary debate he's been in. If Joe Biden would have been there and Bernie and Joe could have had an, an 
an actual discussion about policies in the current state of the country, that would, that would have been so much more helpful to voters. But that's not the establishment. That's not the machine. So it didn't happen. And I, I'm not a Bernie bro, but I also think Bernie would have mopped the floor with Joe Biden in a format like that. Because whether I agree with Bernie's vision or not, I don't. He actually has a vision. And he, he actually believes in it. So it's not a problem for him to talk freely about it or dig deep into questions because these are things he actually believes. Biden has been in government for, for so damn long. He gets the talking points. He looks into the camera. He tries to say them. It's all about winning an election. Bernie comes across to me as just actually talking about his ideas. And I think we need more of that as voters to understand where these people are coming from. And anyway, that's kind of an irrelevant side note, like, but back to the, like two moderators or fact checkers, one for each side. So they can be biased. They're like supposed to be, and let's have an actual discussion. If one question takes 15 minutes to get to the bottom of good, we're talking about who we're voting for to run a country. I think we can take 15 minutes to talk about the economy. Like, this is to prepare us to vote for the President of the United States. You can't give a real helpful answer in two minutes. You can't explain your, your economic plan or your health care plan and convince somebody that it's what they like in two minutes. All you get is, I have a plan. He doesn't have a plan. Okay, American people, you decide. Voting is so important. Go out and vote. So a bunch of people just vote for who we like. <coughs> Excuse me. For who we like. And we don't even know if we're voting in our best interest sometimes. And I've, I'm kind of writing down these, these, ta these things I wanted to touch on as I'm watching. I didn't, I didn't watch this the night of. I watched it the next morning. And I just wrote down these little bullet points as I was watching. This one says, I'm halfway through. This is so frustrating. Trump brought up Hunter Biden. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I literally wrote this. It's so frustrating that Trump, and then in all caps, I said, will not stop interrupting. Grow the fuck up. But what's also frustrating is that we get no answers. Like Trump br brings up Hunter Biden. Why did Hunter get $3.5 from Moscow? That's what Trump said. Joe Biden says he didn't. Okay, th and, and then that's it. Thank you. I, gu I guess we, the American people, will just do what we always do and figure it out ourselves. Not that that's our biggest issue. Like, in my day-to-day, -day, I don't give a fuck what Hunter Biden's doing. But nobody gets their feet held to the fire in these things. It's like one person says something, somebody else says something totally different. We have a moderator there. But if they do anything along the lines of, of taking a side, it's seen by the general public as, oh, they were on their side. They weren't, um, you know, independent. They weren't actually a moderator. They were debating. But it's like, what are we supposed to do when one side is like this happened, the other side is like this happened, and then it's just like, okay, on to the next topic. Chris Wallace literally said, Chris Wallace was the moderator. He goes, we've ended that segment. We're going to go on to the next segment. 
In that segment, you'll each have two uninterrupted minutes. In those two minutes, you can say anything you want. I'm going to ask a question about race, but if you want to answer about something else, go ahead. Like, I don't envy his position. I know why he said that, and he's, he's dealing with former vice president of the United States and the current president of the United States, and they're acting like children, and he's trying to moderate. But as a voter, he's like, you're going to have two minutes. I'm going to ask you about race. You can answer about whatever you want. That's not the point of this. The point is to get answers to questions, right? What is the point of saying, I'm going to ask you about A, but you can go talk about lions and unicorns, and then we'll move on to the next topic. I guess you could say, we hope the American voters are smart enough and informed enough on their own independently to say, okay, if he's going to not answer and, and answer the question about lions and unicorns instead, then... I'm just going to assume the worst <clears throat> about the answer. I mean, that's kind of like when I brought up Biden packing the court, <clears throat> the packing the court question at the beginning. I take that as, yes, I'm, I'll do anything, you know. I'm willing to pack the court if it comes to that. Because otherwise, why wouldn't he just answer? I mean, and that's how, I, how I'd take anything. Like, if, if Trump won't denounce white supremacy, like, then... Okay, you won't denounce it. If Biden won't denounce Antifa, then okay, you won't denounce it. Like, I guess you can say their non-answers are answers, but it's it's just frustrating. We gotta we gotta get away from that format. Like, I just feel like we're so far removed from that. All the technology we have, how popular podcasting is, how we have access to all these different things. It just, it's just such an archaic form of informing our voters this is stupid all right done with the politics there's something i wanted to touch on here um i mentioned it at the top indie amplify so first of all i want to give a big big congratulations to my guy futuristic and his team on the launch of indie amplify um, i'm recording this monday it launched today um when you're hearing this yesterday uh I have absolutely zero stake in this, okay? I just think it's a really awesome idea. I'm really excited to see it come to fruition. And basically what it is is a one-stop shop for independent artists. Anything from feature collaborations to videography to engineering to consulting to production um, and, and other things. If you're an independent artist or you work in any of these types of areas... I recommend checking it out, IndieAmplify.com. So Futuristic hit me up a while back about it, asked if I wanted to be on there. And for me, it was an easy decision. First of all, I just love supporting people that are making moves like this. This is a big move in my opinion. Um, it could be a huge, huge endeavor for him and his team, could pay off big time, but it could also help tons of independent artists and collaborators. Could help us all get much more easily connected. So essentially they play middleman for any of these collaborations. They take a percentage of these transactions, but to me, the benefit of cutting out some of these negotiations and all the in-between and bullshit is worth it if, if the platform is straightforward and easy to use, which it seems to be. I'm going to be interested to see how it goes over the next, over the coming months. 
Um, but the way they've set it up seems really smart to me. Um, obviously you could just, okay, I want a packy feature. Let me send him an email. But I've even talked to, talked to you guys about this on podcasts when it comes to doing features. <clears throat> you know what, um, what the most common email I think I get is? From an email that I don't recognize from somebody that I don't know. Yo, let's collab. Or how much for a feature, which is much better than yo, let's collab. How much for a feature? But you guys have no idea the, the emails I get. And what I, what I told you then, and I tell you now too, is if you email me about a feature, it shouldn't be that hard. This is how I email people about features. I get the song done with an open verse or an open hook, whatever I'm looking for. I attach it to the email. I either say, I'll give you X amount of money to, to feature on this track. Or I can, I don't mind you saying how much would it cost for you to feature on this, but they can check the song out while they're making this decision. Like, what is the point of me telling you how much a feature is if you're going to send me the song and it's not something I want to feature on anyway. Also, my feature price can change based on what this song is. Maybe I don't like the song, but maybe you're going to pay me a million dollars. Okay, I'll do it. Maybe I love the song and you don't have the budget to pay me my typical rate, but I'll do it because I like the song. But to just send a message that says, yo, let's collab when I've never heard of you, it's, it's insane. And there's so much of that that goes on. And it's not just with artists, it's with, it's with producers, it's with videographers. It's, it's, a, tr it's a tricky world to navigate. Um, like even me with videographers, that's a good example where, where I'm on the other end of it. As far as, trust me, videographers, when they're dope, they deserve to be well compensated for their work. A, their equipment is not cheap. The time it takes to edit these things, the time it takes to shoot them, it costs money. They deserve to be, to be compensated for their work. At the same time, independent artists don't have big budgets for music videos. So it's a thin line to walk there between offending somebody with, hey, can you do a video for me, but I don't have a big budget, but getting stuff you need. So this, this opens up all those avenues to me. So I'll use my page as an example here. You can go to IndieAmplify.com. You can go to the Collabs and Features section. There's different sections. There's like videography, production, engineering, consulting, whatever. I'm obviously, as an artist, I'm under the Collabs, and as a rapper, I'm under the Collabs and Features section. There's tons of artists there. Um, their feature prices are right next to them. So you can go to Packy, and my page will pop up um, with a few options and my feature price, my baseline feature price is $500. Okay. So as you're scrolling through all these artists on this page, you'll see Packy $500 right there. You don't even have to click it to get that, but you click my name. Um, and you'll see some options. You'll, you'll get a verse from me on your record for $500. Then you can also choose from a few add-ons. So it's $20 for me to post the song as a swipe up story on my Instagram. So like I do the feature with you, it's done. You put the song out. If you pay 
in addition to the 500 for the feature. So you're up to 520 now. I'll post the song on my on my Instagram as a swipe up story. For $50, I'll post the song as a main post on my Instagram page and leave it up for at least a week. Um, to, for $250, if you want me to be one of the main artists on the song on Spotify instead of just a feature, the difference there being that it'll actually show up and post on my Sp Spotify catalog. Um, so let's say, okay, I'm going to get a feature from Packy. I'm going to pay the $250 to make him a main artist on Spotify. Then when that song comes out, it's the latest release on Packy's page in addition to your page. Um, and then $1,000 if you want me to shoot a video for my verse for that. So if you want to do a video shoot for the song, you need me to have uh, a video for it, $1,000. Obviously, if you're doing anything with me, you're getting the verse for 500. That's the baseline. And you can choose none or all of the add-ons, you just check out like any online shopping and it's done. And it'll be approved or denied within seven days. So I still reserve the right to say no if somebody sends me a song that I don't want to do. Um, like if you send me a song that's called Fuck Packy, I can say no, I'm not going to do that. But you'll get that answer within seven days. So you don't have to just reach out and just hope and pray that they're even seeing it. You do it, you get an answer within seven days, whether it's approved, and it'll be done and back to you within 30 days. If I deny the feature, if I don't approve it, you get your money back right away. If it's accepted, but I don't complete it within the 30 days due to no fault of your own, like you didn't send the wrong version or whatever, um, then you get your money back on day 31. So you don't really have anything to lose. It's not complicated. Um... The only difference between different artists is the actual pricing of it. Other than that, all the other things stay the same. Every artist has 30 days to complete these. Every artist has seven days to accept or deny. Um, it's just different amounts for different artists based on what they charge. So I think this is something that's been missing in the independent artist game, especially because I've talked about this many times. There's so many of us out there now. You can You don't have to have a professional studio, go get studio time. You can do all of this on your own in your bedroom. And you can create a fan base from with your music. So there's so many independent artists out there. Now with, with technology the where it is, you can also do so many things with videography, graphic design. People are shooting amazing music videos on iPhones now. So you don't need these massive budgets, crazy, crazy equipment. And there's also different levels. You can be small time with not the greatest equipment. You can be big time with really good equipment, anything in between. Um, and you can search this basically big database on Indie Amplify for anything you need and find exactly what you're looking for. Find that niche of whether you have big budget, small budget, whatever you're looking for. And let's be real. Creatives are often not the best business people. You get a lot of ghosting and messages. I don't, I, I don't think I ever answer my phone. Um, if it's not an email, like instead of telling somebody no in an email, half the time I just don't reply. Um, artists are known for not hitting deadlines because let's be real, it's, it's inspiration, it's creativity. It's not like, hey, I got to get a song done next week. And it's not just like completing a task. 
it, it, it's, it's tricky. So with this, it makes it much more streamlined and straightforward. It's a built-in system to not only connect people, which is a dope aspect of it, but to get things done without constant efforts of babysitting and back and forthing and, hey, where's that verse? Hey, did you get my message? Hey, all this shit. It's just straightforward, like like buying something on Amazon. Hey, I want a packy verse on this song. Boom, boom, 500 bucks. Hey, I want him to post it on his Instagram. Hey, I want him to be a main artist. Boom, boom, check those boxes. Check out. Okay, it goes to Packy. You know within seven days whether I'm going to be doing that or not. And if I approve it, then you know within the next 30 days, you're going to get that verse from me. And if, by some, if for some reason you don't, which you will, I'll never accept it and not get it to you. But it, if, for, if for some reason you don't, on that 31st day, you get your money back. No worries. So I'm just, I'm just really impressed at this that, that they've come up with. Um, I know he's always been one of the hardest, futuristic has always been one of the hardest working dudes in the business. Um, I don't know him super well, but just as of earlier this year, um, he hit me up out of the blue and just we've texted and talked on the phone a little bit back and forth. And seems like he's just always trying to work on the next, next thing. Um, and this to me is, this to me has potential to be huge. I wish I, I wish I thought of it and created it myself. And that's when I know something is like really cool is when I'm like, oh man, I wish I, I wish I would have had some type of stake in this, which I don't. And I want to be clear about that because I don't want people to think I'm just pitching this because I'm seeing some huge benefit on the other side. I just, I just actually think this is a really, a really cool idea. So yeah, IndieAmplified.com, if you're a creative, go check it out. Um, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, I didn't create this, so from what I see right now, it seems like an awesome platform. I'll keep you guys posted as to how it's being executed over the next few months. I hope everything goes smoothly and it, and it turns out to be a, a really dope platform, but I'll keep you guys posted, and, and I guess you can let me know your thoughts too. Um, but that's it for today. I know it was really streamlined, just a couple topics, but I wanted to make sure we touched on those. Um, hope you guys all have a great week. Going to be relaunching the merch shop very soon. I know it's been a while, um, and we can talk about that a little more when it gets closer. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, hope you guys have a great week. Make sure you subscribe on Apple podcasts or follow on Spotify. So you get the pod in your library right away. Holler at me at Packy Raps on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. I'm a company man, I do it all for the brand I get my blood to the job and I get my love to the fans Really spec from the jump, never no check in advance And at the end of the month, I earn a check in my hand